Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. We're so blessed that you're joining us today. You know, with all of the turmoil we see happening around us right now, it is more important than ever before for believers to know and hear the voice of God. I mean, it is so important for us to be able to discern his voice as we prepare for the soon return of Jesus in these final days. Amen. And today's guest is the perfect person to help us gain a better understanding of this. And I know you'll be blessed because he's authored a great book discussing this exact same thing. The book is titled 10 Prophetic Values for Today. And we'll be going over some highlights from his book as we get further along into the interview. James Levesque is a pastor, an author, a church planner, an international speaker. He's a founder and leader of uh, past, he leads a pastor of network of, of engaging heaven churches across America, widely regarded as some of the emerging apostolic champions of revival and awakening in the United States and beyond, James and his wife Debbie are passionate about seeing lives transformed through Christ Jesus. Pastor Levesque also hosts the popular uh, daily podcast called, let me make sure I got this right now, Fulfill My Destiny Podcast. Praise the Lord. He's the host of various television shows, including Breakthrough with James Levesque and Loving Life on CTN. Together, Pastor James and his wife, Debbie, live in Clearwater, Florida with their three children, Isaac, Luke, and Amaya. I had the blessing of having Pastor Levesque on our podcast way back in December of 2018, episode number 405. Amen. That's like a thousand episodes ago. And it is a blessing to honor and to welcome back a great man of God, Pastor James Levesque. Pastor, thank you for coming back on the program today. Oh, man. So what an honor to be here. Love, love hanging out with you anytime we can, Robert. Amen. Amen. Episode 405, Pastor. Over a thousand episodes ago. Praise God. Amen. Uh, I just want to take a minute and catch up because I believe our audience will enjoy this. I'm not expecting you to remember this, but I went back and did the research and we first connected on Facebook in October or November of 2018. And I made a post asking if anyone out there had any questions or needed help in launching a podcast. You responded because you were just in the process of launching the Engaging Heaven Today podcast. I mean, it's a daily podcast. Wow. How many episodes have you done with your podcast between this the Engaging wild. Heaven and, and so, the new one? I'll tell you what's crazy. We I went um, four years, three to four years every day. Uh, we had over 3 million downloads on that podcast. Praise God. Yep. Amen. And we, uh, and then I got approached by publishers and those podcasts were now turned into a devotional uh, called Engaging Heaven Today, 365 daily devotionals. And there's one for women. Okay. And then, and then I got, I was linked up with the Charisma Podcast Network towards the end of that tenure. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I ended up moving to Florida, starting a whole, a whole bunch of new churches and doing some television. And the podcast went on pause for about six months. Mm. And then I felt led to launch it back up again. And so we launched the Fulfill My Destiny podcast. And uh, we already, I think I've been seven months in. We have almost 4,000 subscribers, hey, a couple hundred thousand downloads. So, yeah, oh, when really? I was reaching out to you, I think it was just so new to me. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you what happened. I was listening to a, I think it was like Outkick the Coverage or some, you know, ESPN podcast at the time. And as I was getting my kids ready for school, it was so powerful in my ear. Yeah, like what yeah. the what the host was saying was really hitting my heart. And I thought, wow, this podcasting thing is powerful. Yeah. Can you imagine? And I just thought, I thought, what if I recorded something and just even if it was just for my own church? Imagine the impact of an everyday devotional, you know, a word for people. Yeah. And I guess it was right around that time, you know, that I was yeah. searching and wondering. I didn't know where to start. And then um, I saw you on Facebook. And so thank Praise God for God. those connections. You know, yeah. who would have ever thought? Divine connections. Praise God. Amen. It's amazing. And, and, and folks, you need to subscribe and listen to his podcast. It is upbeat. It's energetic. If you listen to it every morning, it'll fire you up all day long. Amen. Amen. Pastor, Amen. last time we talked, you were living, I believe it was in New London, Connecticut. Now you're in Florida and you still have that infamous building in New London as your church, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. One of the first it's 30 one churches. Of the churches. Yeah. Yeah. One of ours. Yep. That church is, is, uh, was used during the Great Awakening, one of the first 30 ever built. Yeah. Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield, all preached in that building. Praise God. So yeah, it, was, it, it has the Holy Ghost in the walls. It's been upgraded, of course, over the last 100 years or so. But the structural foundation is still the original and intact, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the whole building really is. I mean, the yeah. shell is... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hundreds of years old, late yeah. 1700s. It's, it's yeah. an incredible building. Yeah, amen, amen. And, and I know you found some interesting things over the years, like George Washington Carver's initials carved into the wall and, and things like yeah. that, right? Crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, hymnals, notes from George Whitfield, stuff like oh, that. Oh, praise God, really? You found actual yeah. notes. Amen. Yeah, amen. It, was a, it was a book written by one of the old pastors there who just wrote everything that George Whitfield was preaching on. Amen. Amen. Praise, praise the it. Lord. Crazy. I know. Yeah. Well, praise God for your growth over the last five years or so. But uh, last time I talked, yeah. you were in two locations. But how many locations are you actually physically in right now around the country? Uh, for Engaging Heaven, there's, um, I think we have five locations. Praise Montana, the Lord. Florida, the Northeast, Canada. And then we also have another 10 churches that we kind of oversee that we, you know, have, 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 have covered. And so, and outside of that, we're training, you know, I mean, we trained yeah. 6,000 yeah. pastors in the last few months. Hey, We've man. launched a church planting university. Really? What's um, it called? Yeah, it's called, it's called CPU, but okay. it, I do free trainings every month, five day trainings. Mm -hmm. And people can um, go to startachurchfromscratch.com. Okay. And uh, yeah, God. and we're, we're launching name. another. Yeah, we'll have another one coming in a couple of weeks. It's a free training. If they feel the call of God in their life, um, I got a free ebook I'll give them called Am I Called to Plan the Church? And that really was the mission this year that God put on my heart. 
church planting is 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 like at a low. There's not a lot of people planting churches right now. A lot of the big organizations are not really that successful in it. And I think one of the reasons is it's our environment. Times have changed. Yeah, I think yeah. I think training and education is more about mentorship right now and not about a big university building that you're just mm-hmm. going to. Yeah, and exactly. so we have churches in our university right now of all different sizes, 1,000, 2,500 home group, right? Mm. And, uh, and so I really feel the next season of my life is a mandate to get churches planted and to uh, see people step into their, fulfill Amen. their destiny. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, let's jump into some current events and discuss your latest yeah. book. Amen. Absolutely. There's no doubt that we are living in a pivotal moment in history. I mean, it seems right. the world is tumbling out of control in the deeper and deeper darkness, but something happened to you in December of 2020. Can you explain what happened and what God was showing you to do? Yeah. In December of 2020, um, the Lord really uh, spoke to me. And he said that there that he was going to restore his voice on the earth again. And we it was just after the elections. Of course, as you know, it was a, a ter- turmoil time. Prophets that we thought were accurate were missing the boat. Uh, people thought, you know, Trump would be elected. There was a lot of dis- disenfranchised people, frustrated people. And the Lord just spoke to me and said, I'm going to restore my voice. And and it wasn't that he's not speaking, but we are going to begin to hear God's voice with clarity again. Mm-hmm. Hearing God's voice is so essential to what we do. Hearing the voice of the Lord, hearing the accurate voice of the Lord. And so, you know, God began to pull me down into, into this place of revelation. And I began to write uh, 10 prophetic values that I believe if we apply these things to our life, we are going to begin to hear God. We're not, you know, God will always have prophets, but we're going to be the prophet of our own life in our communities. Amen. And God's going to start speaking to us clearly and we'll now begin to declare the word of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I mean, you share in the book that, you know, with within the prophetic movement, as you said, there's extreme credibility issues. And this is causing some believers to actually become disillusioned, frustrated, unaware of whom they should trust. But what's the importance? of Proverbs 18:21 for us today. Oh, I I think that's everything that that we're dealing with. I mean, if you think about like you just said, like the world we live in right now has never been crazy. We've never been in a more, you know, cuz here's the thing. But the scripture you mentioned, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. We are the prophets of our own destiny. Mm-hmm. Romans 12 says that we prophesy according to our faith. What I realized over the last few years is people's faith level is not where we thought it was. Mm -hmm. Right. When I hear when I hear all the doomsday prophecies and the dollar is going to and America is going to be judged. That's just showing me your faith level. The bottom line is if the believers do nothing, judgment comes. If evil breeds evil, the child is evil. What we're to be in this world are our agents of hope. What we're meant to be are people that are pointing to Jesus, declaring life, declaring salvation, declaring healing. And a lot of people there, they use their mouth for destruction. They don't use it to build up, edify, and glorify. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And yet, you say that God, even though darkness surrounds us, God is still speaking today more clearly than ever before if we're only able to listen, to hear the voice of God. Explain that for us. Yeah. You know, um, First Samuel three says the word of the Lord was rare and there was no widespread revelation. 
That doesn't mean God wasn't speaking. That means right. that we weren't doing our part in listening. Amen. And so it really is about positioning. You know, I often think about the porches of America, up in the Northeast, up out West, in the South. Some of the most unused places on a house are the porches. Yeah. That's where a prior generation met with God. That's where exactly. they sit out there and pray and the, well, the sun's going up and the sun's going down. Mm-hmm. We're so distracted that we don't have five minutes to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And God yeah. is looking for a generation of all ages that will spend time with him. They're going to yep. take time. They're going to listen. They're going to meditate on the word. You know, David said, your word I've hid in my heart that I wouldn't sin against you. Like we've got to meditate on the word, meditate on the father. And, and in that moment, we begin to hear the voice of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because that's where I got called into the ministry was sitting on the back porch. No way. The word of God, studying the word of God. Yeah, my wife and wow. I are, are, are at the time, our routine was that's where we did our Bible study out, our devotionals, you know, drinking wow. coffee on the in the morning on the back porch in and, and Texas. So it was in the morning before they eat. <laughs> yeah, get up early. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading Ezekiel chapter two and chapter three. That was my calling, you know. Wow. And uh, I guess all the blood drained out of my face because my wife looked at her and said, What's wrong? I was like, Nothing. I just read this wrong. So I read it again. And it still said the <laughs> same exact thing, you know, <laughs> where God was saying, I'm not calling you to, you know, go preach in foreign lands with people of speech you don't understand and all that. So I'm calling you to the people of your own nation and they won't want to hear what you got to say, but that's all right. Cause I made your head harder than their heads. I've been called a hard head my whole life. So it made complete <laughs> sense to me, you know, and uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was so funny you just said that because that's exactly what we were doing, meditating, wow. studying the Word of God on Jesus. the back porch, and that's where yeah. he met me and called me into the Come ministry. On. Wow. And I, you know, I think, man, I think there's a lot of people, they're calling to the ministry. Is You know, God's waiting for you to get on the porch. Exactly. God's waiting for you to, yeah. and if you're not quiet long enough to hear God, how are you going to know what's on his heart? That's right. And, and where, where we are in the most distracted day we've ever lived in. Yeah, people wake yeah, up. They don't run to the Bible. They run to their cell phone. They're yeah. not, you know, they don't have, you know, back in the day, the old saints would take a whole bedroom of their house and make it a prayer room. Yep. Think yeah. about that. Amen. I met, Amen. My, I met grandmas of the faith, man, that want a whole room in their house, you know, and that whole movie war room. And we had benches mm-hmm. we cut mm-hmm. up yep. prayer benches and they went all around the world. But yeah, Amen. I just think God, God is highlighting you know, we've got to go back to the porch. We've got to go yeah. back to this moment of like what it represented, you know? Yeah. Amen. Ooh, I feel Amen. a book stirring Amen. right now. There you go, back brother. To the porch. Amen. <laughs> Come on. I feel Amen. a book coming. Well, let me ask you, why did you write this book we're talking about and why publish it for such a time as this? Yeah. I mean, Paul, Paul laid out the descriptions of the gifts of the spirit. And he said, you know, all these different gifts. And then he said, after, after he described all of them, working of miracles, prophecy, he goes, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, Mm. which can I I just say, that tells me that knowing about them isn't enough. We need to desire them. Eagerly desire. Yeah, they eagerly desire. And then he says, especially the gift of prophecy. So Paul says, here's what's available. You better thirst for what's available. 
but there's one in all of them that you better want. Amen. And that is wow. to hear God's voice. Amen. You and I, I believe every person, whether they know God or not, you've been created to hear and see in the supernatural. Yeah. And when we become believers, that's why Jesus said, having eyes, how come you don't see? Having ears, how do you not hear? It's like, yeah. Yeah. this is... This is God saying, I gave you ears, but I want you to hear in the spirit. I gave you eyes, but I want you to see in the spirit. And so I believe this book is helping believers hear God's voice. Yeah. It's helping believers see in the spirit. And, and, and it's practical things, but I believe when applied, makes all the difference in hearing God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, give us some of the prophetic values that you outline in your book. Yeah, number one, uh, I start with you You got to desire it, just what we talked about. Mm -hmm. If you're not desiring to hear God's voice, you're not going to hear God's voice. So we it starts with desire. Like what you desire, you, you what you behold, you become. And then there's a lot in there that you would never think would be in there, like, <laughs> uh, like generosity, right? Generosity. Well, yes. That's, if you that's called giving. Exactly. Exactly. Because when you understand giving and you understand how generous the father is and you understand kingdom generosity, then you are able to hear his voice. You are you realize how much God loves you and he wants to speak to you and he wants you to demonstrate that around you. Um, Relationships. Relationships are crucial. Who you are surrounding yourself with. Who is speaking into your life? Not everybody that says they're a Christian is. I mean, let's yeah. be real. You know, we, we'd have these young girls in the church and got, you know, they'd be in the dating age or whatever. And guys would come with them. And I'd say, hey, uh, who is this guy? You're, you're here worshiping and all he's doing is looking at you during worship. Clearly, he's not in. And I'd say, is he a Christian? And the girl would go, oh, well, yeah. And I would be like, no, he's not that kind of Christian. I want you to know that we are not the kind of Christian he is. What do I mean by that? Not everybody is the same. We have to lock in and surround ourselves with people that have the same values. When values change, relationships change. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I think some of, so you got to look at this as like a pipe. We're like the conduit. You know, Jesus said, I'm, I'm, you're, I'm the vine, you're, you know, you're the branch. And, and it's like you are an offshoot of the, being connected with the Father. Exactly. He said, abide in me. And then he said, let my words abide in you. And you're going to bear fruit that remains. So we have to look at our lives as a branch, a, a pipe that just flows the Lord through. When your relationships are off and you're, you don't understand generosity and you don't have a desire and some of these up love for the word, man, that's going to muck up the pipe. Yeah. It's going to it's going to wither that branch. And oh, instead man. of being solid and fluid and flowing, it's going to be stopped up and filled with gunk and, and it's going to hinder what you hear and how yeah. you hear. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, you share that hearing God's voice is something that every believer can learn to do. But how can we begin tuning in to God's voice? Is there some way that that they can position themselves to to hear God more frequently and more clearly? Yeah, I think I think it's two things. It's the desire we talked about, and it and it's and it's time. Like, you know, Paul said, 
if you're married, I almost pray you would act like you were single. He said not to lose the benefits of marriage, but that you would learn to serve the Lord without distraction. Yeah. Right. We, we like all these things in our life are clouding God's voice to us or our response to that voice. Yeah. And so it, it like not to go back to it, but as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at a deck, you know, here they are on the Gulf of Mexico and not one person on that deck. Mm-hmm. They could be. They could be meditating, looking at God's creation, praying, worshiping to start their day out. It's just most people don't take that time. And so I really believe that wherever you are and you may not have a porch, you may not have a beautiful beach to look at. Go for a walk. Find a way where you can begin to connect every day with the Lord. Start your day off like how you start your day off matters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If we start, if I'm a different person when I don't start my day off with the Lord. When I don't, I got, oh, we have so much ahead of us and so many responsibilities and family life and personal life and ministry life. Like I need to take a time out every morning and just begin to worship and start my day with the Lord, get your mind right. And then your day is going to follow. And so it's all, it's all about positioning when it comes to hearing God's voice. That's why, you know, we're told to go into our prayer (laughs) closet. I mean, you may not have a deck, you may not have a porch. You may not want to turn an entire room in your house, but there is a spot that you can yes. go on a daily. Like for me, it's this office. I come in here at 520 every morning, close the door, and that first hour is God. So it's my yes. I, I call it an appointment. And I guarantee yes. if, if you had an appointment every day with the president of the United States, you'd be sure you were there on time, <laughs> exactly. ready to listen to what he had to say. You know, right. And God is, I mean, the president should be making appointments with God to go. <laughs> they should be anyway. But uh, the point is yeah. you have to have that spot where, you know, you could be, it could be three o'clock in the afternoon. I said, I need to go pray. Where are you going to go to that spot where God meets you at? Yes. You Amen. Know, Amen. You have Amen. to have that spot. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Well, what are some more prophetic values they outline in your book? Oh, man. Yeah. So we talked about desire. We talked about generosity. Um, Yeah, there's a couple of big ones. I think um, really a crazy one we talk about is mental health. Mm. You know, mental health has been, man, widely misinterpreted, misunderstood. Look, do I think there are some people that have like a legit mental condition from birth that look, it's all demonic. Let's be real that need different kind of attention? Absolutely. Do I think everybody battling negative thoughts has a mental condition? Absolutely not. We have to understand what the mental health is. And mental health is is Romans 12. Like have a mind, you're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And a lot of people don't guard that. A lot of people aren't protecting their mental health spiritually. They're not, you know, and, and again, all of this is gearing up to hear God clear. Yeah. And so, uh, the relationships you're in, right. The, what you're allowing in your mind, what you're allowing in your eyes, you know, all of these things, like we don't realize it, but so many of these things, when you look back, they do affect how, how you operate, even, even your obedience, Mm -hmm. you know, Samuel said, I didn't want, I don't want to sin against you by disobeying. When you say yes to the Lord, I remember one time, 
I was at the grocery store. I felt led to pay for somebody's groceries in front of me. I'm getting nervous. I, she got a child. At first, I'm convincing myself I don't want to be a creep. Then I'm realizing I don't have the money. And then I'm going through all sweaty palms, heart racing. I didn't do it. I remember going to the car and the Lord said to me, that was me. I said, I know. He said, every time I ask you and nudge you to do something and you don't do it, you desensitize yourself to my, my spirit and my word. Yeah. yeah and I knew at that moment, that. I did not want to, I did not want to sense, I did not want to desensitize myself to his voice. Yep. Right. Yep. You think about, you think about Herod. Herod has this moment where he's walking along the river Jordan and John the Baptist yells at him and says, that's not your wife. That's someone else's wife. You're in sin. Fast forward. Herod's at a birthday party and people are dancing and they're all getting drunk. And it was time to pay the woman. Eerily enough, it was like a stepdaughter of the woman. Mm -hmm. And the woman rips the daughter behind closed doors to decide what the payment is. The payment was John the Baptist's head on a platter. Why? Because there was a voice there and they wanted to cut the head off conviction. Fast forward. Jesus is about to go on trial. Pontius Pilate reaches out to Herod. It's in the same jurisdiction. Can you help? King Herod is downstairs in the prison basement. One of the saddest scriptures in all the Bible, King Herod says to Jesus, I always did want to know about you. Uh, I, you know, he was very sorrowful in his heart, the Bible says, when he cut his head off and saw that. And he said, can you do some miracles? Can you teach me something? You know, you know? and the Bible says, Jesus said nothing. When you allow the world system to infiltrate you, and then you get to the end and you want to know where God's voice is. It doesn't work like that. That's right. That's He's right. going to, it's going to be yeah. silent because you've worked your whole life to make him silent. Yeah. And so, and so my point is what we're hearing, what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're entertaining. Are we living right? Like all these things gear us towards hearing his voice. Yeah. It's stuff that you wouldn't think about, but it's so essential to living right and hearing it's all connected. Amen. Amen. Let me ask you, Pastor, if each person begins to tap deeper into the prophetic, that will obviously clash with some church pastors and leadership that may not be hearing God's prophetic as clearly as what some may believe. Right. What should that situation entail? Well, I think a couple things. I think when, when God speaks to you, it's not always to bring correction to a church. Sometimes it's Correct. to pray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then if God is asking you to release a word, you release the word, not your own opinions, nothing more, nothing less. Just deliver the word of the Lord inside of your hands. I also think if you're in a presence driven church where God is able to speak, you're not going to have conflict. Exactly. If, if, yeah. if we all hear the Holy Spirit, we're all, everyone's going to be on the same one accord, the Bible called it. Mm -hmm. And so, on the flip side, I have people that come in our church and they're so used to serving a pastor that doesn't really hear God's voice. And then they start throwing around words thinking this is their moment. This is their time. But the truth is they're, they're, they're not hearing God and they're in error. They're just so yes. used to the relationship. And I'm like, bro, you need to detox. God can speak all day long here. He's, his voice is so valued. And so the, my first gut reaction is you need to be in a church that hears the voice of God. And you need to be under a pastor that hears from heaven. Amen. And so that's the bigger issue. But yes, I yeah. think there are people where there aren't churches around and they're kind of stuck and you just need to walk in love 
release what God's told you, pray. That goes further than anything and, and just believe God. Yeah. Amen. I refer when, when I'm asked about that situation, you know, someone says, I don't agree with what he's saying or something like that. I, I like that. Well, we are the body of Christ. We are the church. We are building the church in this earth. Now, if we're building a building, you have some people that plow the land, prepare the foundation, raise the walls, run the plumbing, run the electrical, frame it out, put the windows in, put the roof on. I say, you may be a plumber attending a roofer's church, and they're right. speaking roofing language, and you don't know the difference between a roofing nail and a long nail. I don't know. I, under, I don't understand. Well, you need to find yourself a plumbing church where all of a sudden the language is the same, you know? And, and as a, obviously you're in the wrong church. You need to find yourself a church okay. that matches where you're at. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. Amen. Great analogy, man. Amen. And, and it just makes so much sense. I mean, we are building a church and what, you know, I, I wouldn't want a plumber running my electrical wires right? <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't want an electrician putting the roof on either, you know, but the praise God. So good. Oh man. What a great, what a great analogy. Amen. Well, pastor, this has been so interesting. How can someone obtain a copy of your book, 10 prophetic values for today? Is it on Amazon? Yeah. Amazon and, and really any website where books are sold is the best place. Okay. Amen. And I'm so blessed that, that you reached out to come back on the program today. If someone has a question or they'd like to reach out for more information, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Yeah. At James underscore Levesque, L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E on, on most Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok. Um, and then if, if they're interested in planting churches or, or launching into ministry, start a church from scratch.com. They can jump into one of our free trainings we do every month. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to all this in the show notes below. Folks, there's a lot of issues going on in the world right now. In addition to the wars and rumors of wars and all the other signs of Matthew 24, we have severe societal issues right now as well. In addition to the rampant crime sweeping the nation, there's issues with increase in suicides and depression and drug use. You name it, it seems to be happening right now at a pace and level that has never been seen before. So there's no doubt we're living what the Bible describes as the last days, but there's no need to fear. Fear is not of God. It's of the devil. What we need to do is tune into God on a deeper, more frequent level. Amen. And uh, don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. Praise God. And these, <laughs> and these unprecedented times, his voice has to be our guide. His word has to be our lamp. And as you follow where he leads, you'll You'll see, you'll be able to speak peace to the storms of life. Be the light that the world so desperately needs. Pastor James LeVook, 10 Prophetic Values will help you to do just that. Amen. Drop down the show notes below, click the link right there, order your copy of 10 Prophetic Values right now. Do it while you're thinking about it. You know as well as I do, the devil does not want you to read this book. So do the opposite of what he wants and do what God wants. Amen. Order the book, learn how to draw closer to God. Amen. Praise God. Pastor, I want to thank you again for coming on the program today and catching up with us and sharing all about your great book, 10 Prophetic Values. I do appreciate it. Oh, it's been such an honor and uh, we'll have to do it again in a thousand episodes. 
<laughs> well, let's not wait a thousand episodes. Let's make it like 500 or something. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> Praise God. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Pastor James Levesque and myself, this is Pastor Bob Romani. Be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you.